As a life coach, author, speaker, and trainer, Marianne's purpose and passion is fueled by her desire to see all women from coast to coast live life on their terms. Her guests will provide you with real life tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to create change. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Research Strategist, where my mission is to equip women with strategies to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the career and life of their dreams. Today, I have an amazing guest with me, and you are going to be wowed. So, Chai, tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Good morning, Marianne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know it's been some time since we first tried to connect. And so we're finally here. So the excitement has been waning on me. Uh, to all those listening and who those who are joining us live, my name is Chayesda Washington. I'm a certified holistic life coach. And I'm here to have a great conversation with Marianne. So let's get into it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So when you and I connected was through an anthology. So tell us a little bit um, about your story and what allowed you to say yes to taking that bold move and sharing some of your personal uh, details with us. Awesome. So that was actually the very first time that I had written down my story um, in Surviving Her, of course, which is, again, like Marianne said, an anthology about survivors of domestic violence. I was a survivor, not so much of physical abuse, more so mental, emotional and spiritual abuse. Right. And so we all have different stories. Some people are willing to tell them, but I felt courageous enough because my kids were older um, and I had already had the conversation with them about what had occurred. So when it came out in print, it wouldn't be a shock or surprise mm -hmm. to them. I had also had a conversation with my mother, not that I needed her approval, but when you put something in print, you want people to kind of know, especially the people that you love and care about and who may or may not be mentioned in your story, um, that you are going to be sharing it with the world. Yeah. And it was the courage to help someone else because when we think of domestic abuse, we often think about physical only, right? right. We know that there are many forms of abuse, financial abuse. We know that there is uh, it, it just runs the full gamut and mm -hmm. someone who had experienced emotional abuse i wanted to share that story and so it was the courage of the other women who were right. participating that inspired me to tell my story you know and you sh you just said something that was very key is that you you know you spoke to your mom and your children about it and not that you needed their permission mm -hmm. but it was it was giving them that grace and that respect you know, for them to know about it before it was printed. And, you know, I can relate to that because my story that I wrote about in the chapter, you know, it's the same mm -hmm. that I told, you know, it, it was a letter to my dad, yeah. you know, the title. And I had to share that with my father first yeah. before it was in print. So that's very important. Um, so as we are, you know, gearing up for the new year, that's just around the corner. Hopefully 2022 will be amazing. <laughs> and this COVID pandemic is, you know, slowly coming to a non-existence. You know, people are getting ready to, you know, start talking about goals and resolutions and, you know, dreams and what they want to accomplish. So can you give us some advice to our listeners to ensure that they continue past, you know, week one and week two into the new year? <laughs> So those are the barriers that, and it happens every year. I will say this. I know January 1 marks a new year, but a new year can start any day of the week. Mm. 
A new year can start any day of the week. Professionally, I am an executive assistant. I've been doing that over 20 years. My sole job, whenever I walk into an employer, is to manage other people's time. That's what I do for a living, right? Mm -hmm. That's what pays the bills. I have, of course, all of my goals and dreams that are outside of corporate, but for a living, I manage other people's time. And what I've recognized about that is you can't accomplish anything without a plan. Mm. I don't care if it's a very small thing and we don't often think about all of the details and logistics, right. That go into, you know, bringing that plan to fruition. But I was having a conversation with a colleague just the other day and we were talking about a virtual summit. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was like, and Chai, all of the logistics that have to go into it. I said, yeah, you, you create this big plan in your mind, but then you have to work backward. And so what you do is you set a goal for yourself And then you begin to think about and consider what you have to sacrifice to make it happen. Mm -hmm. You put a timeline together, right? And then you begin to work backward because if you, if you go in without an end date, right. To focus on that goal is going to be pushed further and further out because life is going to happen. Right. right? But if you work backward from that, that goal date that we might put in place, then you're able to, in bite-sized pieces, accomplish small goals along the way so that you can then get to that big goal. So I would say that if, you know, people are waiting for 2022, you're behind the eight ball. Like, Mm -hmm. you really should be planning right now. You don't have to wait for January 1st when everyone is getting into the gym. You can begin going to the Mm -hmm. gym right now. You can change your eating habits right now. You can begin to save more money right now. You can declare that today is going to be a new year. Some people like to start on their birthdays, right? Because that's an annual occurrence. Um, But a new year can begin any day of the week. So I would just say don't wait and to declare that you're going to start a new year whenever you're ready. You know, and you mentioned bite size. And I think that's so key because it gives you momentum and it gives you the feeling of, you know, accomplishment. So you stay focused and you keep, you know, tackling those little ones, those little goals that lead into the big goals. Yeah. Some goals can be overwhelming, right? When we create them for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when you acknowledge um, the small accomplishments, then you have, like you said, the momentum to keep going because you know what a win looks like, even if it's a small win, right? Mm -hmm. So that gives you the inspiration to get to the big win. Yeah. Right. When you hear transformative freedom, what does transformative freedom mean to you? Oh, okay. So we're all transforming. I I would start there, right? We're always transforming. Um, No one has ever arrived, right? Mm -hmm. We're still, no matter how far you've made it, you're still transforming. Someone who to the outside world has everything, right? They have all of the money. They have the body that they want. They have the family that they want. They live where they want. They have all of these accolades and accomplishments, but they too are still looking for that next thing to inspire them to move forward. So for me, transformative freedom is releasing old bad habits that no longer serve me so that I can move into my new area of growth, right? But we we don't often shed. It's like, you know, I'm not a gardener, but I see gardeners who prune back trees, right? And they're only doing so so that it allows room for new growth, right? Uh, People who like to get their hair trimmed, it helps it to grow faster, right? So there are ways that you have to then cut back in order to grow. 
So it definitely would be removing some of the, you know, unlearning. Oh, gosh. <laughs> unlearning some of the things that we spent lifetimes yeah. learning, right? That just turned out to be bad information. Yeah. Can you imagine how far we would be if we would let go of some of those beliefs that we hold on with both hands that still aren't serving us, right? So I just say, you know, be willing and open to learn new things. Yeah. I like that analogy of, you know, the gardening. So it's gardening for our lives. <laughs> yes. And so for those that may be holding on to things that, and they're not either willing or able to let go, like what tips would you give to them so they can start doing doing some pruning in their lives? The first thing that I would ask them to do is start with why are they holding on to those things? Is it their, you know, and it's funny because this leads me into another thought. I tell my friends all the time, some of them, we hoard people. Like, have you mm. ever heard of people who have friendships that they're like, I've been friends with this person for 30 years, but the relationship isn't a good quality relationship. And so they go with time invested versus quality. And you can meet someone who in three months time can change your life in a more positive way than someone you've known 30 years, right? But because of loyalties mm -hmm. that might not even be, you know, um, valid, right? Like it's just yeah. out of a sense of obligation. At some point people feel like, well, I have to stick beside this person. No, mm -hmm. we don't owe people those things. Right. When relationships are no longer fruitful, right? You have to let them go. And I, and I tell my friends as well, every conference room in a building, right? I love analogies. If you can tell <laughs> every conference room in a building has a seating capacity, right? Yep. You walk in, usually they tell you, even in a movie theater, it has this many seats available. Can you imagine trying to fit 400 people in a 118 mm -hmm. room seated capacity movie theater, right? It's just not going to work. Right. And so we have to often look at our lives that way. What's mm -hmm. important? What is the capacity of your seating area in, in your life, right? And if people are holding space that could be used more beneficially by someone else, you got to let it go, right? It, it's, some people just have a really tough time letting go because they're attached to things. But I say the only way, and we know this, the only way that you can receive is with an open hand, right? And so in order to have an open hand, you have to let some things go. So yeah, you have to prune people like you prune your garden. <laughs> I'd like that. I'd like that. Um, so can you tell us, you know, talk a little bit about one of the biggest challenges that you have faced and what did that healing process look like? I would say my relationship that led to the um, anthology, you know, because that was my very first adult relationship and it didn't end well. Right. But that let me know, first and foremost, you know, outside of the emotional abuse, there were children invested. Right. And so I had to be concerned about their well-being. I was then going to be a single parent. Well, you know, hindsight being 2020, I was always a single parent because right? we never married. Right. We never married. And so I, you know, I had a lot to consider. But when you're when you're trying to survive, you're not so much concerned about the how. Right. You, you never really focus on the how you always just focus on this has to be done. And so overcoming that situation, let me know, number one, how resilient I was. I was extremely resilient. I was 23 with two children, right? 
a, a single parent, you know, not much of a, a, a roadmap. Um, the way I came up, you know, like many in my era uh, came up, you know, uh, with drug addicted parents and just all, all, you know, just that. I grew up in Washington, D.C., right? Mm -hmm. During the crack era. I mean, come on now, like yeah. we have to talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we grow up and we move past these things, but you have to understand how they affect you. They affect you at your core. And so some practices that we may have that might be a poverty mentality where there's never enough. You know, you you never saw an abundance of anything. Right. There was always a little bit of lack. And so you kind of held on to what you could gain access to. And as young adults, you don't recognize it, but you hold on to people that very same way because you're afraid that the next person who comes along, you know, you may not be enough for them. This may be all that I'm good enough for. Right. Until I began to grow. You know, I'm now a parent. I have kids to raise. I have to be confident in my decision making. I have to provide for them. And so that experience alone changed me at my core. It changed me almost like my DNA. And I was like, you know what? I, I have to stand up for myself. And I became this very assertive <laughs> individual. Um, I do uh, speak up for myself. I love to speak up for others, you know, with tact. But I don't I don't hold things in because that can cause anxiety, depression, all of these other conditions when all you have to do is truly learn how to speak your mind. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what keeps you motivated and inspired to not give up and keep pursuing your goals and your passion? Oh my gosh. So motivated, motivation and inspiration. Those of course are two different buckets, right? People are like, <laughs> Oh, what motivates you actually legacy motivates me, right? Mm. I want to create a legacy for my family. I have a small family. It's just myself and my two kids. Right. And neither of them are parents as of yet, right? So it's just the three of us. And I'm like, oh, we're a small bunch, right? <laughs> some people who have big families, you know, and they're like, you know, we want to create legacy. And I'm like, but what does that look like if it doesn't involve grandchildren? Ooh, right? Because most of us think lineage. Right. But legacy is much more than familial. Legacy is what you leave in the world where people are going to remember you as to how you touch them, how you encourage them, how you affected their lives, you know, both positively and negatively, because yeah. we're we're not all perfect. So we don't always leave the best footprint on people, you know, when we're in their lives. So you have to be very careful how you tread on people. Um, but I'm motivated by legacy. And so creating a legacy for my family is very important to me. And it didn't become crystal clear until about two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration, just the little things to do to create that legacy, you know? And there are days when I'm uninspired <laughs> and I just want to <laughs> do absolutely nothing. And then you look around and it's not a comparison thing, but you know that you have the potential to do so much more and you can no longer sit on your hands mm -hmm. and then you get into action. And I'm one of those people who's who's always pushing myself, but then I'll find I've hit a brick wall, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have to then reach out and say, hey, I'm struggling here, right? You know, because some people from the outside looking in will say, oh my gosh, she's got it together. She's always happy and energetic. And, you know, she's always, you know, inspirational and posting nice things. Yeah, that's a struggle too. <laughs> and a lot of times I'm posting those things for myself. Not for other people. People think, you know, you're posting them, you know, to inspire the world. Those are things that I've read that have gotten me up off mm -hmm. of my behind. And I just decided to share it. Right. That That's all that really boils yeah. down to. 
So yeah, those two things are important though. Awesome. Awesome. So what are you currently loving and what's currently bringing you joy? Oh, <laughs> me. <laughs> I couldn't wait to say that. Me, 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 me. People, you know, because it's just me right now. Right. And so I'm at a, a what I like to call a fork in the road in my life where I'm deciding if I want to and engage in uh, new experiences with other people, or if it's just going to be me focusing on me and that legacy for my family mm -hmm. for the next few years, yeah. right? We have to be very honest with ourselves when we are creating or moving and we're in transition as to what availability we have for other people, right? It isn't fair um, to people when you're in a space where you don't really have a lot of time for them, but you invite them into your life, mm -hmm. right? How fair is that? Right. You invite me into your life only to give me, you know, a modicum of your time? No. So I want to position myself to be able to fully enjoy life, you know, with a partner. But right now I am enjoying life just all me. Like I love cigars. You know, I love wine. Mm -hmm. I can light my candles. I play jazz music. You know, I read. I love to watch, you know, good movies. And so I'm spending a lot of time with me and it's a really good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So expanding on that a little bit, how would it look like if someone came into your life, Ooh. you know, juggling your space, your time, everything that you're loving and enjoying and that individual, you know, tries yeah. to compete on that space. <laughs> That's one of the hardest things to acknowledge um, is when, and it's, it's got to be the right fit, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. we just allow anybody into our space and then you recognize, mm-mm, not a good decision, mm -hmm. not a good fit, because you have to have enough in common with someone to want to be in their presence. Yeah. You know, I'm not the kind of person who just takes up company because I'm, I don't like to be alone. I'm very much a loner, yeah. but... I learned a term, it's called ambivert, right? I'm an introvert and an extrovert. So I could spend great quality time alone. And when I'm in crowds of people or around other people, I, you know, I'm, I definitely am not a fly on a wall, right? Right. So, <laughs> love to have fun, right? Life of the party. But when I'm home, I, I could be a complete homebody. We would have to have enough in common that we begin to integrate our spaces, right? Because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're in your 20s, right, and your 30s, you're just so enamored with the idea of being with someone. When you hit 40 as a woman, for me, speaking for me, the place that I reside in right now, it's going to take a real special individual, <laughs> ah, you know, to, to come into that space because you want to make sure it's the right fit. And I love to do, you know, a lot of things, but that person would also probably, you know, I'm expecting them to have their own mm -hmm. likes and, and wants and, and things that they like to do. And if that's enough in common, then I'll definitely pay close attention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, yeah, I won't mantle up with this. Just, you know, mm -hmm. anyone. Yeah. It's got to mm -hmm. be right. Yeah. So for the woman that's listening, that is not in a relationship and she's, you know, hopeful and praying for, you know, her significant other, what advice would you give to them to learn how to love themselves first and get to know themselves before they open up that space to someone else? 
So I've been practicing self-care um, and it, it's a term that people use, but it really, I guess, shines a light on the fact that a lot of people don't understand it, right? Mm -hmm. Because it sounds selfish. Mm -hmm. Self-care. People are like, you're self-absorbed. You're this, you know, you're, you're all about me, me, me. When you become a mother, and one of the things that my mom said to me when I was raising my kids, she said, when they rest, you rest. I didn't understand mm -hmm. that back then. I was young. Mm -hmm. I had tons of energy, right? Yeah. I had tons of energy. But as I got older, I was like, she's absolutely right. Because if I'm up the whole time that they're resting, when they're up, now I'm tired and mm -hmm. I'm not giving 100% of myself, right? The same goes with self-care. As women and speaking to the woman who is, you know, looking for that significant other, making space for them. Just I tell people all the time, and I know this to be true. You treat other people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. You show other people how to treat you based on how you treat yourself, basically, right. is what I want to say. Um, and that is if people from the outside looking in see the kind of lifestyle that you create for yourself, that you know how to take yourself on vacations, if that's what you want to do. If you don't mind going to dinner by yourself, I often find myself at a, at a restaurant alone and I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. I've been going to the movie theater since I was 14 alone. That's something that I used to enjoy because it was a way for me to get away from the world. And I would just go into the movie theater. I get my popcorn, my nachos, my drink, and I watch the good movie. I come out and I'd be so refreshed, right? But some people feel, you know, I don't know if it's a if it's a stigma that's attached to it, going out alone and being alone, but you can, you know, make new friends, right? There's always someone else who's out alone, right? And they may see you and strike up a conversation. I'm a conversationalist. I'll sit at a bar mm -hmm. by myself and we'll leave with two new friends. It's just that easy for me. I'm not one of those people who, you know won't talk to a stranger. I don't believe there's strangers out there. It's just, do you have something in common? You know, maybe I did it just last week. I was at Outback Steakhouse, right? At the, at the bar. And there was a woman at the end of the bar and, you know, we're eating our steaks and she was like, well, what did you get? And I told her what I got. And she was like, oh, you need to try the, you know, the French onion soup or something, something. And I was like, yeah, I need to. And she's like, it's really good. You know, but it's just things like that. You never know where you're going to make a connection you know, with someone, or if that person is, as some people might believe, an angel coming to keep you company, right? You yeah. just, you don't know. So yeah. I often entertain conversations like that because you never know what you're going to learn from that person and they can help you occupy time. But I love to go out by myself. I don't wait for anyone to say, hey, let's go to such and such. Oftentimes people will say, well, you went where? Yeah, <laughs> all by myself. <laughs> I was completely okay, right? yeah. But it's one of the things that I do, um, and I would encourage women and anyone, I would encourage women especially, though, to do more of it. Do more of it. Yeah. Keep your own company. Start dating yourself. Start dating yourself. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So what are you most excited about for the new year? Oh, my gosh. So I'm starting my new year in November. <laughs> what I'm most excited about is, and I know you've probably seen them online, um, Marianne, I love hats. I love hats, right? I'm a fedora girl, right? 
And so I am excited because I'm working on my first ever boutique. It's something completely outside of my box, right? I've never done that. I love to shop, but I'm a consignment shopper. So Mm -hmm. I'm not a retail store girl. I like like to go in and dig in and find treasures. Mm -hmm. Um, And my daughter who has a fashion degree, she loves to thrift as well. And so she teaches me how to look for things. And so I am working on my first ever boutique and I couldn't be happier. Like I I just, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yes. That is awesome. You got me excited for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So any last tips or anything else that you would like to mention as we get ready to start closing out that we haven't talked about? I would say, you know, um, if this is to the person who's feeling stuck, right? Mm feeling stuck because I've been there and I can't say that I'm all the way out. Right. It's one of those things where, um, and they say oftentimes women don't recognize it, but you could either be dealing with anxiety about something or even slight depression. We don't, we don't, we don't diagnose these things as, as such, but if you're feeling stuck, it could be because you're anxious about trying something new or you could be, you know, depressed about not having accomplished something that you set out to accomplish give yourself grace. That's it. We extend grace to other people. People trespass against us. We allow them to apologize. We forgive and we move forward. We are sometimes our worst critics in that we don't forgive ourselves. We don't forgive ourselves for the failures. We don't forgive ourselves for not trying again. We don't forgive ourselves as easily as we forgive others. So give yourself grace. And whatever that means to you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So we know that you have a book. So where can our audience learn more about you, connect with you, get a copy of the book? I'm just a Facebook girl. So you can find me on Facebook, uh, Chayesda Washington, uh, phonetically. Once we become friends, you can call me Chai. <laughs> so, but I'm Chayesda Washington on Facebook. I am still shipping copies of Surviving Her, which I absolutely love. I'm contemplating, of course, writing my own book. It's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I can't say that I've put enough energy behind it to make it happen. But, you know, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, awesome. You can find me on Facebook. Um, and I, you know, of course, take uh, instant messages, you know, inbox me. Let's strike up a conversation. If you have a question, um, if there's something I can do to help in any way, shape or form, I have a very diverse background as far as life is concerned. But I know a lot about a little. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So a question that I like to ask all of my audience to close out is what does fearless living mean to you? Wow. So fearless living for me um, is just letting go again of those preconceived notions of what your life is supposed to look like. Um, You know, sometimes we create this grand plan for ourselves and we don't necessarily see it materialize. But I would just say one piece of advice that I could offer you is to maybe take a detour, but not Mm -hmm. change the destination. Right. Mm -hmm. We plan trips. We go on vacations. We get to the airport. A flight is delayed. Right. We don't leave the airport and go home. We wait. Mm -hmm. We wait. Or we get on the phone with our travel agent and we say, hey, is there a better option? Right. We begin to work and use our resources. And so oftentimes when we're pursuing goals and we hit a brick wall instead of that, you know, um, just completely taking us out of the game, we need to turn around, regroup, right, and find another way to get there. 
Um, there are many ways to skin a cat. We've heard that saying, right? And so you just have to find the way that works for you. And it may not look exactly the way it worked for someone else, right? Because just like our fingerprints, life for us is an individual journey. And so you have to be on your journey. I can't take Marianne's journey. Marianne can't take my journey. What's for Marianne is for Marianne. What's for me is for me. And we have to remember that. But in a world where we are getting these peaks into people's lives through social media, we're beginning to believe that our time has passed. Like there's no time left for me to accomplish my goals. I'm too far behind. You still have time. I still have time if I you know, have the courage to pursue it. So, yeah, those those would be my final words. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Marianne. This has been so fun. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that the conversation with Chayesda was inspirational and motivational. Remember, in her words, prune your life and make space for the good. Until next time, remember that you are fearless, you are fabulous, and you matter. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share, and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.